This is a Federal News Network podcast. Like the other military services, the Navy is still digging out of a readiness hole in its aviation enterprise, brought about in part by the Budget Control Act. Bigger maintenance budgets over the last few years have helped, but money isn't everything. The Navy's also using data in new ways to help solve that problem. For more, Federal News Network's Jared Serbu spoke with two people. Robert Smith heads the Reliability Control Board Data Analytics Team at the Naval Air Warfare Center Aircraft Division in Patuxent River, Maryland. And Jason Thomas is the team's principal analyst. The Naval Aviation Enterprise has several initiatives under the Naval Sustainment Strategy of which one is the Reliability Control Boards. And we adapted these from uh, the airline industry, and we started them back in February of 2018. All of our, or at least the majority of our program offices run Reliability Control Boards, and we also have a second level Reliability Control Board, and that's at the executive level. And the executive Reliability Control Boards are chaired by uh, the Commander of Naval Air Systems Command, uh, Admiral Dean Peters, and the Commander of Naval Air Forces Atlantic, Admiral John Meyer. The reliability control boards are extremely data-driven, and so we provide the tools and the analytics to support uh, that process in those, those boards. So let's get into that, that data-driven aspect a little bit more. When you say data, what, what sorts of data are, are most important to this enterprise, and how do you gather it? Yeah, so at the very beginning, uh, the most important data we get is fleet performance data. And that fleet performance data is ingested by a, a common algorithm that produces what we call a one list. So each of our type model series has the subsystems, the systems that make up that weapon system, uh, ranked from one to however many of those systems are in the aircraft as one being what is hurting our readiness the most, which system the most, and through to the last one that has the least impact, negative impact on readiness. And what we focus on are the top 20 degraders. So we call these systems, when they are on this list in the top 20, they are called, referred to as a degrader. And again, the one, the one in the number one position is the one hurting our heads the most with respect to readiness. Those degraders, go into a system that we developed, a degrader tracking system, that then takes into consideration lots of additional data, uh, engineering data, um, reliability data, you know, data that may come from a depot that tells us what the symptom was when it was inducted and what the, uh, you know, what was found when it was, when it was torn down. Data from our original equipment manufacturers, repair data, so when we send a unit back to be repaired by the by the manufacturer what what did they find historical data in all those areas and so what we want to be able to do with that data is determine the root cause what is causing that system to be a problem and then we want to implement corrective actions that will provide desired outputs those desired outputs would move that system hopefully off the list but also as that system and the others that we are working are moving off the list, our mission-capable numbers are increasing. So this data is all in this system that provides that feedback on the impact of the corrective actions and then that impact to our mission-capable numbers. That's interesting. When, we, when you talk about all those different data sources, 
correct me, but I, I'm just going to make an assumption that those data feeds were not originally intended to feed into this degrader tracking system. What, what, what was their original intent and how much adaptation have you had to do to use them for this purpose? Uh, that's a really good point, and you, you are correct. Um, you may know the um, our weapon systems, the data that we get from either the aircraft or the communities that maintain our weapon systems is as different as the missions of those aircraft. So one of the uh, things that we've had to do because of the point that you made, it was not originally intended to that, we've had to come up with ways to structure that data and condition it so that it can be used by these systems. And if I, if I could, Jason is the lead for an artificial intelligence solution that we are currently rolling out to deal with exactly what you just brought up. So if I could hand it off to Jason for a second to talk about that artificial intelligence solution. Yeah, sure, Jason, go ahead, please. Yeah, thanks, Robert. The, so what we're doing is taking um, a lot of the maintenance data that we have. Um, it's, it's sort of a notorious um, that it, the things that we record or document for maintenance may not always be the issue that's actually hurting our heads for maintenance. Think of it as I have a squeaky sound in my, in my car um, I go into the mechanic, I tell him, hey, I think this is what's going on. He or she does their, does their work and actually says it's something else. Well, in that documentation process, you know, I may say it's a, a wheel or a, a rotor or something like that. Well, that, that's a reliability hit against whatever system I say it is. But through their process, they identify what the actual root cause is. And we, all that additional work has to get um, figured out and processed and documented and everything else. But the challenge that we have is that's, you know, hundreds of, uh, maintenance action forms that get generated per platform per month. So it's this enormous database we have to go through to identify what's actually hurting our heads, what's actually going on. So the artificial intelligence solution that we're, we're going after uh, was developed by the Army, and we're leveraging uh, what they did. It's basically, it's, it's called a CLARE, Composite Learning Algorithm for Records Evaluation. Uh, and it looks at relationships in the data and what's documented to say, hey, when you said this, it's actually this. And that helps us score and correct all that maintenance data so we don't have some of these inaccuracies um, that get perpetuated through the system. So give us a little bit of a sense of how mature this process is. I mean, have you been able to, to crunch all that data and get to a result where you can say, aha, here's the root cause? So there's, there's two aspects to that. The artificial intelligence algorithm uh, itself right now for the Army is, is quite mature, uh, and they're getting uh, 80, uh, at least 80% accuracy on, um, on the algorithm for their platforms that they have it rolled out for. For us, we're in the early development stages of adapting that and bringing it over, um, but we're heavily leveraging a lot of their expertise. They've been fantastic partners through this entire process. The other aspect of the root cause to evaluate, it's a very manually intensive process right now for folks that are doing the root cause analysis, and they are getting to they are getting there, and that's fantastic and great. We're just we're trying to accelerate that and help that across a larger swath uh, so we can really identify what's really going on. And so once you... Yeah, and, and Jared... Sorry, go ahead. With even um, without Claire, so Claire is going to address this from a systemic level across our type model series. We do have teams that are structuring and conditioning the data so that we are able to within our reliability control board construct and the concept of these, you know, these degrader action cells that are, that are getting after the root cause and, and looking at corrective actions, they are performing that function. And we have 
uh, many, many examples of where we are able to identify the actual root cause. We've got corrective actions that are in place. You know, corrective actions could be a change in our, our maintenance practice, a change in how frequently we remove or don't remove a panel for an inspection, and even, you know, a training at the O level, at the, you know, at the deck plate where they're doing the maintenance. These are producing results. We are seeing degraders move down the list and we are seeing our mission-capable numbers moving in the right direction. Robert Smith is head of the Reliability Control Board Data Analytics Team at the Naval Air Warfare Center Aircraft Division, and Jason Thomas is the team's principal analyst. They spoke with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. To hear more of the interview, check out the latest edition of On DoD at federalnewsnetwork.com slash ondod. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.